0: Good evening, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're watching, whenever you're watching, however you're watching. Welcome to the Bet Online Salute to Troy podcast. We're back and we got the cast with us, minus the queen. She had to take care of some family stuff. We hope everything is all as well. But we do have the man that keeps Elon Musk awake every night. That's the rocket scientist himself, the man with 30 degrees, the madman, Jamal Magni. How are you doing this evening, Jamal? Doing well, brother. Great to see
1: you after a few days. Excited to uh, to get into it, as always. Definitely.
0: And then we got the man who created the Colorado Rockies with his left hand and one eye open in the middle of the night, the CEO
2: itself, Mr. Ryan Dyer. How are you doing, Ryan? Well, clearly I should use my right hand because the Rockies have been pretty abysmal forever, so I didn't do a very <laughs> good job, I guess, creating that, creating that godforsaken organization, so... Well, we're I'm happy just, to be uh, here. I'm talking about the actual Rockies, the mountains themselves. Oh, the Rocky Mountains. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. A little little. Uh, all right. Sure. I'll take that. Thank you. I'll be I'm driving to... through those in a week. So yeah. Can I uh, to... drive through my work?
0: There you go. I'll try to give you some credit. <laughs> and You just, just throw it away. You see how it goes. And then it's me, your boy. Al Rowe got the hard hat on today. We're going back to work Had the Hawaiian shirt on last week. Now we've got to put the hard hat on because we're getting ready to go back <laughs> to work. And it's. We're off of bi-week. we got the Arizona State Sun Devils. We're going in rank number five. Before we do that, I want to bring to you, I want to expose to Ryan, and we'll do the Stone Brewery practice report. So you're there Wednesday. And you were in Lincoln Riley's um, press conference doom this morning. First thing I want to ask you, injury report. Who's healthy? Who's not healthy? Who's going to play? And how do they feel about the people who are not playing?
2: Yeah, so biggest, I guess, injury news. Um, No big outs, but Mason Cobb is basically a go for this Saturday to get back in the rotation. Um, So I think we were knew that was trending that way, but good to hear officially um, he will be back. So there were no other real injuries uh, of note or anything to be worried about. But getting Mason Cobb back will certainly, you know, get him a one more tune-up game before they really start their their college football season. So it'll be good to see him out there again.
0: That's good. And so you were in Lincoln Riley's uh Zoom press conference, man. Technology's gone a long way. You could just be in a press conference from home now. But tell me how that went. What was the basis of that press conference? Any good news that came out of it? anything we're talking about that came out of it?
2: Yeah, so they do it. Uh, so every so basically, media availability for SC is Tuesday practice, Wednesday practice, and then Coach Riley does a Zoom every Thursday morning at 10. Thir- so I was there today, which was great. Um, but it's just an open press conference to ask questions. And so what my one takeaway, and this is not knocking anyone in the media at all, i work with all of them now and they're all good people, but I was the only one that asked a question in reference to ASU. Everyone else was just related to the current team, which is fine. I mean, not a bad thing, but I was surprised there wasn't more stuff about ASU. But anyway, the big takeaways from that, um, I think the biggest impressive player that I don't know if, no, if we've given enough credit for, but uh, Solomon bird is kind of blowing the coaching staff away and coach Riley. And, and for those that don't know, no, here's a guy that is married with two kids and, you know, wreaking havoc on, on offenses. So Solomon Bird's been looking great. Um, I asked Coach Riley kind of about how do you prepare for a team that you don't know who's playing quarterback with all their injuries. Coach Dellingham just is taking back over play calling duties. Are you watching tape from Oregon? And so, you know, they're looking at, you know, he said they would have looked at tape regardless of that. And and they're kind of using their scout team to prepare for all different styles of quarterback play. But it's definitely more of a challenge uh when you when you don't exactly know what you're going up against, but you you know any any game you have to prepare for a number of different instances, so uh, it's no different in, in that sense. Just a little different in that they really have no idea. I don't even think Arizona State has any idea who's starting on Saturday. So, but yeah, it was all good. Uh, you got some good uh, some face time in there and, and seeing the coach and all the media, and it's always fun to be out of practice. So good stuff, and they're excited to be back. Uh, excited back out there. Oh, last thing I'll say, Coach Simmons, wide receiver coach, talked about attempting to kind of lessen the rotation you know usually they've been running with like 10 receivers each game so trying to bring that down to maybe seven ish we'll see if that happens if they're up big at half obviously you're going to let the other guys play but trying to kind of keep as we've kind of talked about and jamal's talked about a lot like who's going to be that pecking order so i think they're themselves trying to kind of tighten that up a little bit so
0: those are the only real takeaways I wonder if that's because now they have a 53 man travel or 56 man travel now. So they have to, some guys aren't going to make the plane. Here's the question I am going to ask you Was there anything mentioned about this being their first road game and how they're going to handle a new environment and a new process and a new routine and everything going out on the road?
2: Yeah, I think, I think, um, What Brandon Rice was asked that during his availability yesterday. Dorian Singer probably asked that. Dorian Singer returning to his you know state of Arizona. Obviously played for the other Arizona school last year, not Arizona State, but he'll have a lot of family in the stands and and you know close friends probably watching. So, you know, as I've said, kind of in all these, it's just you know this team's real business business as usual, good or bad, whether you like that or don't. But it's kind of like, hey, first road game, it's a big test, but we don't you know approach anything any differently. You know, we'll go into this and you know prepare the way we've been preparing, and we took the bye week to not only you know, have really good practices, but get healthy and, and, you know, we're getting guys back. As I mentioned, Mason Cobb. So, you know, but like you said, first business trip, first time on the road for a lot of these guys, guys like Zach branch, you know, these, these young freshmen, it's truly their first time Tackett Curtis. Curtis. Um, so it should be fun getting out there and, and seeing him at a different stadium. Good deal. Good
0: deal. That's a great report. That's been your stone brewery practice report. Visit your local retail store. Go get you a fight on pale L brought to you by stone brewery. So moving on, moving on, let's let's dip into a little bit of gossip. We won't get too deep in it. We'll just stick our pinky toe in and see how warm it is. We had a little bit of controversy this week, I guess you say. It'll make it in one news cycle. I don't know the guy's name. There was a reporter that was suspended who wrote for the OC Register for apparently breaking a media requirement rule. Pretty much got his credentials taken and gave him a two week suspension then today they gave him his credentials back. I'm going to pass it to Jamal. I want to know what's your opinion about this, and we'll go around the horn. Yeah,
1: Coach, so, you know, I think it was unfortunate. I think all the way around, uh, it it, it feel, felt like uh, Lincoln had a, a nice conversation with Luca Evans, uh, you know, last night, and they were able to clear the air, and and he was able to get his credentials back. I think, look, on both sides, I think, USC has certain media rules about player availability and you know Ryan talked about kind of the three touch points over the course of the week and the school's pretty strict outside of those three touch points where they would ask the the media to be sort of respectful of the student-athlete's privacy at the same time Luca Evans very new reporter from OC Register I I believe he's three weeks on the job so you know young kid who wants to be eager and, and make a name for himself and and try to do the best that he can to stand out. So you can see it kind of on both sides. I am happy that he was able to get his credentials back. I I get the feeling that there was a lot of backlash from the media, and it was very surprising, actually, with even folks who cover the Trojans via the LA Times, folks who cover the Bruins on the OC Register, folks who kind of cover... Uh, both schools from traditional media outlets really coming in support of Luca um, and and not being pleased with that decision with USC. It sounded like Luca, there was a couple of things that that he did incorrect. There was another puzzling one. I don't know how true it was that, that he never referred to Carol Folt as President Folt and just called her Carol Folt. And that seemed to trigger USC. But truthfully, I think it was a little bit petty on both sides. So I'm happy that it's been resolved. He's he's gotten his credentials back and it's business as usual. I think I think SC's got to play a fine line sometimes. They they want to be the most accessible media team, you know, on the West Coast and in LA and be very media friendly, but then with that comes obviously media's going to try and create stories, do their jobs and whatnot. So you can't really regulate um outside of those bounds. So I'm glad both sides uh, found some common ground here and and hopefully this is a non story now moving forward. Brian? Uh
2: yeah, I, w- I won't say too much on it. Um I've I don't I wouldn't say I know Luca, but I've met him. Obviously, we've crossed paths many times and as Jamal said, you know, he's young, he's hungry. I think he's a really good reporter. Um you know, in in this instance, I I never like speaking on stuff I don't know everything about, but apparently there were were multiple prior infractions again, nothing, this is nothing like crazy, but there were other infractions that he had been warned about. And that's what led to this. So it was, I think this infraction was probably the least of all of them, but it was, it was like maybe just the fine line. I know one was a, well, I wouldn't even get into it, but you know, so there were some warnings ahead, but whatever the biggest takeaway I have, and I'm glad it's resolved. Cause I think it was just, it was the fact that it was this big of a deal was, was insane. But the thing that I, Realized with this, and, and like I said, I know a lot of media members, we technically are members of the media, if we want to call it that, but we are, we are credentialed, but you see this happen and the media is probably has shown they're more powerful than the mob, more powerful than uh, unions almost because it, this thing blew up a small little thing, basically suspended for four practices and blew up and you have national media guys, Brett McMurphy, you have Dan Wetzel, you have people all over the coast that know nothing about this story uh, coming in and saying things. So I, I, that was just the crazy thing to me is like, you know, this is definitely, it's definitely media is definitely like a fraternity like it or, or love it or wrong or indifferent, but it definitely have that. And they go to bat, even if they don't know the full story. And that's kind of the, the thing that I I thought was interesting is, you know, as, as media members, the, the, Job is to, you know, do your homework, do your research, understand both sides. And you had national and, and other big time people coming and saying things without any knowledge or evidence of what actually occurred, just decided to slander one side without knowing what happened to both sides. So, you know, I'm happy I'm on the media side. I've also been very taken care of by USC. So I I've been pleased with how I've been treated and how we've been treated as a network. I the last thing I'll say is where I kind of differ from a lot of specifically the media that's been in this uh, job for a long time. And why I got into this was purely for a love for football and storytelling. And so I view credentials and access as a privilege, not a right. And I think a lot of media members view it as a right and it is a job. So I get that. Um, But for me, and just that's where I different is as I view it as a privilege and I'm just happy to be there and, and be accepted into that environment where I can have that access and, And, you know, when you look at players and coaches in the league, they all say when you've when you don't love it anymore, it's time to get out of it. And I think there's a lot of old media people And this. I'm not saying about this specific instance, and especially not this young kid who's just getting into it. But I've met a lot of people in media that they just treat it like a job and they don't love it anymore. And there's a lot of people out there that would give anything to do what they do. And so it's one of those where I'm like, if you don't love it anymore, maybe step aside kind of like how the the athletes say, and the coaches say in the same instance. So those are just kind of my takeaways, but glad it's resolved because it's kind of ridiculous how much it blew up.
1: You know, Ryan, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, I agree with you when you look at it strictly from a media lens, when it's sort of a myopic kind of narrow lens of, Hey, I've got access and this person's got access. it, It makes a lot of sense. I actually think also the reason it got such a reaction because it's, it's actually very un-American to do what USC did, right? We, we take so much pride in this country about open media and being able to, you know, freedom of speech. And, and so when you are in a position where you're kind of taking access away in terms of be, allowing people to sort of report on a story, I'm sure there were infractions, you know it better than I do, Ryan, but the kid was three weeks on the job. So how how many of these infractions and how serious could they be if he was only three weeks on the job? So I think that there was sort of a triggering there of, hey, if you're pulling a media person because he's quote unquote, not playing completely by your rules, now you're starting to sort of cross a line here outside of like democracy. And I think that's where you, you, the 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 triggering really came from. I'm sure you know, media all came together in solidarity to your point about kind of unionizing in this way. But I also think there was something that triggered outside of that. And I think that's where USC, because they are so media savvy, because uh, they're so astute uh, with the media, that's sort of the ethos of the university, I think, retracted. And and I think they understood that this was going to be a losing proposition, regardless of who was right or who was wrong in the court of public opinion. They were wrong.
0: I will play devil's advocate on this because I've been on that side and I see how grimy reporters going to be can be. I'm not saying all reporters, but I see how grimy reporters can be. And I've seen reporters trying to break the big story. And Coach Carroll used to warn us about this. Like, be careful who you talk to. Be careful what you say. Everybody's listening. Things in that. There was a reporter when I was there who broke a story listening to a conversation which is completely wrong because it wasn't on the record. He heard a conversation and that is 100 percent wrong. That's wrong. He needs his credentials taken for doing that. It was off the record, which is unethical for any reporter. Right. If If you're two kids talking, you're not allowed to report that story. He should have his credentials taken. He's wrong for that. Right. And if it was something like oh, you know, I'm new on the job and he's trying to learn his way. I get it 100%. But once you start getting unethical as a reporter to build your name and to break the big story, that's not fair as an athlete. Everybody forgets that these are kids, right? There's 18 year olds out there and they just talk sometimes. 19, 20, they're still trying to navigate through life. Like that's where, that's why when we were talking about it earlier, I was like, well, what did he really do? Like, there's a lot of things you got to look at. And to me, if he did that, I feel like he should have never got his credential back. That's just me because I understand the other side of it. And I'm not saying that you guys don't, but there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And you're breaking a story off the record. Ethically, that's wrong. And you're not supposed to do that as a reporter. That's that's my only thing. That's why I'm like, eh, hey, what? like you just have to be careful. And I know how some reporters, not all, there's a lot of good reporters out there. But there's a out there that are slime balls and give reporters a bad name. And the, that that's where, that's where I am with it. But moving on, we, we discussed that. Hey, it's Thursday. Football's going on. Bet online is happening. If you need to get to you your last minute, if you want to cover the Oregon spread, if you're tired of the Colorado thing, if you just want to cover a spread on Sunday, you go to betonline.ag you put in promo code B E L A V and you get a 50 cent match bonus. They have all up to minutes live action. Uh, spreads, lines, and everything you need to know to make yourself some money. So, if you go to a g and put in a promo code, believe B E L A B, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus that matches. All right, we're going on the road this week, fellas. Our first business trip, road trip, and we're back to work. Got the hard hat on. I wish it was a full. Oh, wish it was a full helmet. That would have been way better, right? So, we're back to work, right? Um. Unfortunately, it's a test in a way because we're coming off of a bye, right? But then, again, we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be. Arizona State had three injured quarterbacks. They're down on the four-string. Their backup is probably a walk-on or a receiver. (laughs) They lost to Fresno State last week, 29-0 due to injuries. They won one game to Southern Utah, and that was 24-21. If you ever want to know what probation could do to your university, Arizona State is a, is a very good school to look at. We're not funded financially. Brian, what are we expecting this week? I mean, I know it's a road game and we're happy to see SE back, but is this a perfect? Let me ask you this question. Is, do you think this is the perfect tune-up game for what everybody's expecting next week? Or do you think that this, just is, this is just another W on the schedule?
2: Yeah, I mean, depends what you want in a tune-up. I think, you know, coming off a bye, getting some tread back on the tires, getting some lather for some of the guys, then yeah, that's great. But I think you want to have a little bit, some adversity and some, some. and I I always feel bad talking about this about other teams. It doesn't want to sound disrespectful, but you want to have some, you know, level Playing field level competition as you go into the meteor schedule, so I, I don't think they'll tune up great in that regard. Um, now, you know Kenny Dillingham is a great off- offensive mind. I think he'll definitely still throw some wrinkles at this defense that you know hopefully can can give them some different looks and give them some some different variety than maybe they've seen for the first three weeks. Uh, but going from if Drew Pine ends up able healthy enough to start, or if it's QB four to all of a sudden Shador Sanders, the next week is I think going to be a big difference for this defense. You know, offensively I'm not real worried regardless of who SE plays. Obviously they're going to face much stiffer defensive competition later in the season. When you think of the Utahs and whatnot down the line, but I just think the offense, you know, this will be an okay tune up for them, but defensively you would have liked to seen a little bit more thrown at them before facing a, a higher, higher powered offense. But overall, I mean, they'll get a lather, They'll get some laps in. Caleb might play. Maybe we'll see him play three quarters. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Mr. Magnet, can we get your thesis of this weekend?
1: My thesis of this weekend, Fred, is that uh, you should have left the hard hat for next week because uh, this is a glorified vacation. Um, You know, this this team has now gone from playing two teams that have lost a combined 15 of their last 16 games in uh, Stanford, Nevada, to a team in Arizona State that has not scored a point in 100 minutes of game time. They they were shut out from the 10 minute mark of the second quarter against Oklahoma State through Fresno State. So that's six plus quarters. Six quarters and five minutes where they haven't scored a point. And when you think about modern college football today, and when you think about how offensive oriented teams are and how much of a de-emphasis there is sort of on traditional defense in terms of play-to-play and being opportunistic, it is really hard to go that long without scoring a point, especially when your last game is against a non-Power 5 team at home. So this is going to be much more of the same. We're going to see 50-plus from SC. I fully expect them to cover at minus 35. Minus 35 feels a little low, to be honest with you. I think Caleb is going to have three to four touchdowns, 250 to 300 yards, and he's going to be holding the clipboard about nine minutes to go in the third quarter. I think we'll see Miller Moss uh, have almost as much time as Caleb. I don't think this is the game where the receivers are going to go down to seven. It might be the receivers go up to 14, uh, you know, but this is going to be another uh, tune-up. The the SC's preseason, this is the fourth and final game of USC's preseason before hopefully the, the season begins next week.
0: Yeah. And it's unfortunate and things happen that were out of SC's control, right? They didn't make the schedule. They didn't expect the quarterbacks to get hurt. They had nothing to do with Arizona state getting put on probation. And this is just where the PAC 12 put them on the schedule. Should this be a game deeper in the, in the season? Yeah. Just so you could get people reps and be ready for the next game. But I mean, it is what it is. You got to go play them, right? They happen to be in the PAC 12 South and in all conferences, even though how well the Pecto's doing this year, there's bottom feeders, and Arizona State happens to be a bottom feeder this year. And no, and no disrespect to the school. They're on probation. It is what it is. It's not Absolutely. their fault. It's the coach's fault. But they just happen to be in the bottom of the conference this year and coming off of playing, like you said, San Jose State, Nevada, and then prior to Nevada, they played um, – come on, help me out, guys. I'm having a brain yeah. After Nevada was Stanford. Stanford, Stanford, and, Stanford, right? And Stanford right. just lost to
1: Sacramento State at home. And Stanford home, lost right? to
0: Sac State. Yep, I saw that. So, I mean – that and Stanford's another conference game, so that's a little bit out of their control also. So, I mean, things happen, and it just happened to work out this way, and it's unfortunate. Here's the good thing about it, right? This is a good game for them to play, get back in game shape, stay healthy, because their next buy is not until the end of November, right? They're going to have to play six weeks of football straight through, eight weeks, maybe too much. Yeah, they're going to have to play eight weeks of football all the way straight through. They're going to have to play Notre Dame. They're going to play Utah. They got to play Washington. They got to play Oregon. And that's going to be a grind. And it's going to grind on them. And they're going to have to go through the grinder. So I think this game right here, is a good game for them just to like like we've been saying just lube up, get ready to go because after this kiss the kids, put them to bed, grab your lunch pill, strap up your boots. It's time to go to work and they're going to have to work right. They their next buy is not until the Pac-12 championship before the Pac-12 championship. So those are the things that are beneficial about it, right? Hopefully there have been some changes made, like you said, like they find a guy, right? We're not worried about Caleb. Maybe schematically there's some defensive changes that might happen. I don't know, probably not, and I I can't control that. But the things I am looking for, I don't want this to be a sloppy game, right? And when they played Stanford, it wasn't sloppy, so hopefully they could come out because you don't want to go to voters saying, oh, we got a lot of things to clean up. This is the press conference at the end of the game. You're going to say, you know, there's a couple of things we need to fix. And I think we'll be able to fix them because you don't want to be in a situation where you have to fix a whole bunch of stuff going into an overhyped game. And it's a potentially a trap game. So those are the things that's going to happen, have to happen. So this is the perfect week to have the most complete game that you could possibly have preparing for a game that everybody's going to finally be looking at you.
2: What are, let me, and Jamal, you can start. What are, like, two things each of us want to see on Saturday, whether it's improvement in something, whether it's a, a specific player. Um, That's kind of how we can wrap this up, since I don't think there's a, a lot to break down for Arizona yeah. State. So just two, thing, two things we want to see from SC that we'll feel ca- happy about if they accomplish those two on Saturday.
1: Yeah, Ryan, and, you know, Fred, just to address your earlier point, the one thing I will say, and, and Ryan and I kind of talked about this in the offseason, I actually, th- I mean, I don't know if the schedule did USC any favors because we didn't know how good Colorado was going to be at the start of the year. And so it it actually felt like the first six was going to be preseason. And then the next six was going to be this gauntlet, this very, very extreme uh, change between kind of the first six and the last six. So in a sense, SC's catching a little bit of a break because of Colorado being better than what we all thought they would be at the start of this season, where at least there's some test that's coming in the first half of this season because they were facing a very dangerous situation where the first test was going to be Utah, you know, I mean, after six weeks. So in that sense, uh, at least uh, they, they've caught a break there. Ryan, in terms of uh, your question, I mean, the first thing I want to see is no injuries. I mean, just, just get out of there clean. Uh, in terms of rotationally and, and otherwise. So success looks like no injuries. And I think in an ideal world, the other thing I'm looking for is would love to see both Marshawn Lloyd and Austin Jones get a little bit more lather. You know, it would be a lovely opportunity here to have each of those guys get 10 plus carries and just get into a little bit more of a flow when you actually need those guys later in the season. I think Lincoln's kind of playing it well. He's in sort of a tough spot. I know he wants Caleb very much in the Heisman race, so he's kind of stat-padding him in the, in the second quarter and the third quarter of these games to make sure his numbers are good enough to kind of stay in contention until the gauntlet comes. I would actually love to see maybe Caleb have some lesser numbers this game and have Lloyd and Austin Jones get kind of double-digit carries and double-digit touches because that's what you're going to need kind of moving forward.
0: Yeah, so I I just want to just see – this is like – and I know it's Arizona State, but I, I want to see a complete game. I, I don't want there – like I said, I don't want there to be any, hey, we, we got a lot to clean up. There, we're at the point to where we can't – it's no more – we can't pull the mop out anymore. We just the only thing we need to clean up is we got to pull out a paper towel and throw it away, right? It's this is this is the last time before it gets real, right? Where mistakes turn into touchdowns and losses, right? So I want to see a very minimal mistake game. There's no I was always told there's no such thing as a perfect game, and nobody ever plays a perfect game, but as close to perfect as we could possibly see. And you know, I just want to see. Uh, I don't know. I I, I actually want to see a dude in the back seven. I want to see somebody pop out in the back seven. We know what Bear Alexander could do, and that front seven actually is pretty decent and they're getting better by the game. But now we need maybe we could get that out of Mason Cobb, you know. Maybe we get that out of the freshman linebacker, but we need to see a guy that's gonna pop out and be a defensive guy on the back seven. So those are the things that I that I kinda wanna see. Um you know, it, it's not very much we could do, but that's kind of what I hopefully see, and what we could get ready to go and get go through this grinder. What about you, Ryan?
2: What do you want to see? So I'll I'll be super specific and keep it somewhat short. So uh, offensively, when Caleb's in, I know things change once you get Miller Moss, or if I doubt Malachi will play because I, I think we're at the point now where he would need a red shirt um, if he's gonna play. No, he plays he, he loses red shirt right no he has one more game he only played I think he so only it's four games next. not four weeks. No, you get four games, yeah. Okay, so it doesn't matter the week. So anyway, but regardless, I, when Caleb's in, I want to see no sacks given up. I think this offensive line has improved, but again, who's the competition they're going against? But no sacks on the offensive line, and I want to see five sacks from USC's defense. I think we've finally gotten home a little bit. Salomon Bird, excuse me, like I said, has, has played a lot better. Jamil Muhammad's done some good things. They've gotten great pressure from the interior, from Barry Alexander, but I want to see five sacks getting home. And then my my final one is I want to see three turnovers. If this offense hasn't scored a point in 100 minutes, five sacks and three turnovers from this defense, I'd feel good about that performance. Granted, it'd be an inferior offense, but hey, that, that would look real good going into Colorado week. So... Five sacks, three turnovers, no sacks given up when Caleb Williams the is the good old zero
1: five for. three formula. <laughs> there we go. You'll there you win go. a
2: lot of games with that formula. You'll yes, a lot yes, of games you will.
1: Yes, you will. You'll also win a lot of games playing Arizona State every week. So you there know, you <laughs> yes,
0: that's how you do it. Well, fellas, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. Um, see you Saturday, Ryan. You want to let everybody know about Saturday? I forgot about that. I'm sorry.
2: Yes. No, it's uh, Saturday evening. Stone Brewery Tap Room in Pasadena. It's an old town, uh, right off the Del Alamo train stop. If you take the metro, or you know, it's an old town on. I want to say it's on Raymond Street, but just look up Stone Brewery Tap Room. We'll be there. I'm gonna get there around three. We'll be doing a live show probably around five, five thirty ish. Game kickoff is seven thirty. Uh, we got Haps Burgers is gonna be hanging out as our our food not our food vendor, but Stone Brewery's food vendor, and obviously great fight on pale ale. All night long, we'll do some giveaways for everyone out there. So if you come by, come to the table, or just come find us. Are you gonna wear your hard hat, Coach? I'm not gonna wear my hard hat. Okay, well come find us and say the word "traveler," <laughs> and we'll hook you up with some uh, some whether a free beer, some merch, or something. So come up, say "traveler." We'll be hanging out Stone Brewery Tap Room all night. Watch party afterwards. Can't wait. to See you guys there. Good deal.
0: We'll see you guys Saturday live show. And again, we'll see you guys Sunday morning for the recap. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. We enjoyed it. It's, this is the Bet Online Salute Detroit podcast. Remember, drink your athletic greens. Go to AG one drinkag1.com backslash salute Detroit. You get five free travel packs in a year worth of vitamin D with a membership. That's drinkag1.com backslash salute to Troy. Fellas, it was fun hanging out. Can't wait to hang out with you guys on Saturday. It's fun. You know how it goes. Live free, fight on. Better on to of the Detroit podcast.